Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Got the snow yesterday we're expecting. I don't think as much as uh, many uh, thought we would get. Uh, you know, they were saying like up to 10 uh, centimeters. And every time I looked outside, like around, uh, started around noon, keeping an eye on it, and there was nothing. And then one o'clock, there was nothing. And one thirty, there was nothing. And I was like, maybe, maybe. And then by two, two thirty, it, uh, it fully arrived. I started, uh, well, I picked up Christian and I, uh, about three o'clock, I, I shoveled and yeah, I was just giving it a little scraping. Looked like I'd done something basically. Mm. Um, and by the time I was done, uh, it looked like I hadn't done anything. Like it was coming down that fast. Mm-hmm. It was one of those. And then I was like, all right, well, I'll leave it and just we'll, we'll scrape it all up at the end of it all. Yep. Um, and then this morning there was a lot of uh, powder on the car, but it's very light. You just yeah. brush that off. Yeah. I don't but think. Are you still doing uh, your buddy's driveway oh, yeah, too? I did his sidewalk oh, and his driveway. I did it last night. <laughs> did our driveway, my 18 miles of sidewalk, his driveway. Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's almost guaranteed in the winter. Every time he goes away and you're oh, yeah. watching his plays, it snows. I'm going to have to just tell him I'm done with this. Right. Like, you're going to have to hire a service. This arrangement isn't working. This isn't working for me. <laughs> you got a video camera that he can talk to me through, so it goes on. <laughs> he can I, see it. I, it was Maria and I. I said nothing. I he, Maria's like, oh, hi. I mean, they were very thankful. They're appreciative. It's all oh, they were talking to you through the video uh, camera. Uh, his wife was. Yes. Come on. Yeah. Well, I think she was just, hi. Hi, Maria. Oh, yeah. I just, I just, you know, you know, I just stew. I, I just stew. Sipping pita coladas. Oh, yeah. While you're shuffling. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, you know what? I'm done. I mean, <laughs> if you want to go away 16 times a winter. Right. That's on you now. No doubt. Hire a service. No, it just, you know, they've gone away twice. And it's just snowed the crazy stuff we had in January with the freezing rain and everything. I think it happened last year, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, last couple of years. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you need to really rethink this friendship. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't even know how this came up. What what are you getting out of this other than aggravation and exercise? Nothing. (laughs) Here's... And the funny thing is, it was a couple of winters ago. I can't remember how far back. But uh, his sidewalk in front of his house, for whatever reason, the plow had come by a couple. We had had a lot of snow, maybe during COVID. We had had a lot of snow and the plow had come by and completely filled in the end of the sidewalk. Right. Like probably knee deep. And he didn't do anything about it. He left it. (laughs) And I think the city finally knocked on his door and told him to get rid of it because we had gone over there one night. And and I had made comment, like, are you never digging this out? And his wife's like, I've told him. I don't know. And, yeah, I think, the, so if he doesn't give a poop, why should I? <laughs> he doesn't shovel his own no. when he's there. No. i got to take over my own shovels. I can't find his shovels. I can't find salt. I, it's a, I don't know what's going on. He doesn't have a snowblower? Oh, I, I wouldn't know how to work it or turn it on anyhow. So I don't know where it is. I assume it's in the garage. Wow. I mean, we go into the house, you know, we go and check and make sure everything's okay. Maria goes in and looks around. Right. And I, uh, I big, well, we've been in the garage, but he's, he's got his cars in there. So the snowblower, oh, it might be in front of one of the cars and I'm not backing out there. No, no, no. 
You know, and normally, I mean, listen, I, I'm making it a bigger issue than it is because normally he'll just say to me, if you can just do the sidewalk, I'll deal with the driveway when I get home. Right. But yesterday it wasn't so heavy. It wasn't so bad. You know, we were there for probably 15, 20 minutes and yeah. it was done. It was lighter, yeah. which is good. So did you shovel or did your kids shovel? Uh, I shoveled. Wow. I they shoveled off. They are teenagers off. now, right? Yeah, they are. And they have One legs. wasn't home. They have a back. The other one was in the bathroom. And then you said you... <laughs> So, I can't, I can't really argue with that. I know that pain. <laughs> Running into the house as soon as you get home. So, and then you said you picked, you said in the middle after, oh, picked him up from school. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because he doesn't have feet. He's lacking. It's a snowstorm. I give him a break. Oh, did you pick him up every day. I bet you pick him up every day and drive him every day. You carry him into the school. That's right. How old is Christian? Shovel him in. How old is Christian? Uh, what's he, a dozen, something yeah, like that? Yeah, still breastfeeding. <laughs> oh, my goodness. The Hollywood Reporter has uh, chosen the 50 best TV shows of the 21st century. And in the top 10, and at number 10, you got BoJack Horseman on Netflix, Freaks okay. and Geeks. And that only lasted like one season. That was on NBC. Girls on HBO, Better Call Saul, AMC, uh, Reservation Dogs, The Wire, 30 Rock. The top three are Succession, The Sopranos, and what Hollywood Reporter believes is the greatest show of the 21st century, Mad Men. Interesting. And I think I have seen them all except for reservation dogs and girls. Hmm. Yeah, I haven't seen any of them. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't seen The Sopranos or Madman? No. No. Wow. They're on my list. It's a long list. Yeah, you'll never get to them. Have you watched Ted yet? Let's say it together. Uh, I saw a little bit of Ted last night, actually, but I haven't sat down and watched the whole thing. No. You won't. You won't get to it. I've recorded it, though. There's there's too much badminton on. <laughs> That's right. It's championships. That's what do you right. want me to do? Um, now, there would be some shows that you would have thought, wow, didn't make the top ten like Game of Thrones. I mean, people were crazy True. for that. Yes. It shows up at 30 on the list. Walking Dead, I think, was really popular. There's been a few. Breaking Bad was 16. Okay. See, I think Breaking Bad was far superior to Better Call Saul. Right. <clears throat> and one of the funniest shows I think has ever been written is Veep. It it shows up as 32. Veep is so good, so foul. <laughs> <laughs> the way they treat each other in the White House and the things they say to each other, it's unbelievably funny and great. And uh, I've sat through that a, a couple of times. So there you go. And Mad Men was fine. I mean, I I don't know that it's... I'd put Sopranos ahead of Mad Men. Hmm. I just think because the, the Sopranos showed up, much like The Wire was one of the first, um, you know, shows of that style. So people really regard it as groundbreaking and all of that. And, and I know there's many people who love it. I, I've only sat through a couple of episodes. But The Sopranos was just a whole other level. Right. You know, it's, yeah, and it was one where I know in the mid '90s they had those kind of you know those blockbuster Thursdays, the must see TV nights, mm -hmm. but it was mainly comedies, your friends and Seinfeld and such. Right. But Sopranos was one where you know people were making appointment tuning mm -hmm. 
to get together and watch the Sopranos, whether it was steak dinners and guys were doing to, to watch the Sopranos with. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, you know, for me, the first one, I think I was blown away with, with that kind of, I gotta see the next episode might have been 24. Okay. Um, yeah. Like the first 24 with Kiefer Sutherland, where it was, Oh man, I don't know if I can go with it watching another. What's going next? What's yeah. happening next? I gotta see what's happening next hour. Well, that's always been, I, I think for you, much like my passion for sitcoms, your real passion in television is that kind of crime drama. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's your, uh, yeah. The, the, uh, Law and Order Toronto starts next week. And so that one I've got on my list too. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's unbelievable how they they carry on uh, with the Law and Order. It's it's been on probably I guess since the nineties, right? It's oh been, yeah, yeah, for sure. How quickly do they say a? <laughs> he got murdered. Timmy's in every hand. Yeah, oh, yeah. He got murdered. A. <laughs> Dictionary.com just added three hundred and twenty-seven new words and terms. Can't believe there's that many. We're gonna go My over goodness. all of them. Yeah, every single one. <laughs> Buckle in. That's right. At number three twenty-seven. No, uh, we'll uh, we'll cover off uh, like the top ten. Uh, shacket. That's shacket. Shacket. That's a mashup of shirt and jacket. Oh, it's a garment in the style of a button-down shirt made of a, th- a thicker fabric and usually worn over other shirts. I guess kind of like my Keswick dinner jacket. Uh right. Yes. The uh, shacket. Range anxiety. The fear that an electric vehicle's battery will run out of power before you get to where you're going. <laughs> I guess that's a new term. Range anxiety. <laughs> I thought that was just the frustration golfers feel <laughs> when starting up the season. A cheat code, like a hack, a ploy or technique that bypasses traditional methods or rules. Okay. Cheat code. I get it. I just think that's two words. I guess it's just that you put phrases or terms in now? Yeah, well, they said, yeah, 327 new terms. Okay. Uh, girl dinner, an often attractively presented collection of snacks that involve little preparation. Girl dinner. All right. That seems sexist. Right. Barbie core, pink outfits, accessories, and decor that celebrates Barbie. Ah. A boobney. <laughs> a boobney. <laughs> That's a pimple or a rash caused by your bra. Oh. A boobney. A boobney. I got me a boobney. <laughs> Bussin, great, wonderful, or amazing, like the opposite of mid. Bussin. That's bussin. Because mid is mediocre, unimpressive, or disappointing. Gotcha. If you're, uh, you're so mid. <laughs> this, sh- this show is so mid. Mediocre, depressing, disappointing. Unimpressive. Yeah, uh, we want to be bussin. Right. One day we hope to be bussin', but right now we're just going to mid. <laughs> we keep up mid, yep. we'll be on a bus. <laughs> ah, we'll be bussin' to work. We've been mid for 11 years. <laughs> the ick. That's also us. A sudden feeling of disgust or dislike. <laughs> <laughs> we're the ick and, we're the ick and mid in the morning. Yeah. And uh, bed rotting is number one. Bed rotting. The practice of spending many hours in bed during the day, often with snacks, an electronic device. It's <laughs> us too. Yeah. I'm, I'm Are all ro- these terms describing <laughs> us? I've rotted a lot of beds. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly have. Well, that's, you know, they're, that's fine. I, I don't know that I'll be using any of these terms in my day-to-day language. No, I don't think you should. I mean, I might at home. Where's my shacket? <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm so mid. <laughs> I heard uh, somebody that's when people shorten things. Just I don't know why it drives me crazy. It's like when people say za for pizza. It, it, I when people at Scotia Bank Arena has the scosh. Right. And then I heard somebody say of a hat trick. And luckily you don't do this because we we'd have a real problem. A hattie. Hattie. Yeah. Hattie. Oh, I don't know why it drives me crazy. <laughs> I don't, I don't know why. Anything trendy usually guess, drives you crazy. I, I guess that's it. Like, I don't mind the Scotia Bank Arena. You want to call it the vault? I like that. That's a unique little nickname for the Scotia Bank Arena. Mm. But the Scotch. Least read the, uh, it, it's, it's radio people who think they're cool. They want to be hip. Okay. Uh, we're down at the Scotch. Right. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Go to Flin Flon. That's the market you belong in. He got a Hattie. Down at the Flynn? He got a Hattie. I'm going to give you a Hattie. Anyhow, there you go. You're very Barbie core. <laughs> You'll be okay. He says I had to get that off my chest. <laughs> I I, so. I'm hoping that, well, I'm sure the person who says it every day, I hear them say it when I'm driving home and I'm flipping through the radio and checking. I'm, I'm hoping he's listening. Oh. But, but he's, well, he's probably already working. I think he's a morning news guy. Gotcha. So I should just send him a copy of I'll this. Change my story now to Hattie. Make sure it's a, yeah, oh, Hattie all through. It'll be it. the last time you say it. <laughs> Way back in 1972, a base was stolen somewhere in the Notting Hill area of London, 1972, Notting Hill. A what was stolen? A base. Like a bass guitar? Yes. Okay. Now, I see, I've heard people say that a bass is not a guitar. So I've heard some people say you only call it a bass. Okay. I hear others say bass guitar. Right. So I don't know if it is proper to say bass and then guitar. Right. Or if a bass is a guitar. There's right. a good question to ask. Is a bass a guitar? I didn't know if you were talking about like a military barracks or uh, a baseball play or what. Well, I've always called it a bass guitar, though. Right. Just because, you know, it is a... String guitar just happen to have bass strings on it, larger ones. Well, how would a whole military bass? I have no stolen? idea. <laughs> that's that's a lot to steal. This is considered the most important bass guitar in all of history. What year was this? 1972. Okay, in Notting Hill, an area in London, England. I blame Julia Roberts. Okay, um, might have been Hugh Grant. Yeah, or that crazy guy that Hugh Grant lived with. Right. Did you all see Notting Hill? Uh, I did see Notting wow. Hill. It was a long time, though. Yeah. That's a rom-com. What the hell were you doing sitting through that? Trying to get some? I guess so. Anyhow, uh, so it got stolen way back in 1972, and there was a grassroots campaign called The Lost Base Project. Members of this uh, grassroots campaign were able to track down the original thief who led them to the person he sold it to. From there, they traced its journey over the past 50-plus years until it was finally located in the attic of a home on the south coast of England. Really? The homeowner didn't even know the history of the base, and within days, it was back to the original owner. And the original owner is incredibly grateful to have it back. It needs some minor repairs. It's still complete, has its original case, and can easily be made playable again. 
the original owner, Paul McCartney. Yeah, I was going to say the Rickenbacker. He uh, recorded uh, Hoffner bass, they oh, say. Oh, okay. And uh, almost all of the original Beatles music was recorded with that bass guitar. Mm. Imagine if Paul, Sir Paul, gets a knock at the door. Somebody says, we spent 50 years looking for this thing. <laughs> he grabs it, says, thanks, you mate, and shuts the door. Ah, this piece of trash. Yeah. Can you imagine they find this in somebody's attic? This person had it there, didn't even know what it was. No clue. No clue. It was McCartney's <laughs> Beatles bass. Yeah. Worth a few bucks. Yeah, you'd think. And in the, I wonder what the guy who stole it. Or maybe they're saying they had no clue, but they knew exactly what it was all along. They just didn't want to admit to having it. That's probably the case. You may be a little nervous. Yeah. Cause, you know, you, <laughs> cause they didn't steal it, or maybe one of their family members stole it, right. you know, uh, somewhere along, cause it's 50, it's 1972. Yeah. So who knows from the original person to stole it to who they sold it to and how much did they get for it when they mm. sold it? Anyhow. Paul McCartney has his base back. So all is right with the world. Those scientists, they're always doing something. They've uh, created something called beef rice or rice with lab cultured meat growing inside of it. I guess this is a way to try to cut back on the uh, the killing of the cows and uh, and all of that. Okay. Save the planet a little bit. The idea is to add protein and protein and make rice more nutritious to feed more people. Interesting. A fun little detail about it. It's uh, pink. When you see it, pink in color, the rice beef, the beef hmm. rice. Yeah. Sure. Uh, well, Craigie, fun fact, I, I don't care for rice. Not a fan. Not, uh, it, okay. Yeah, not a fan. <laughs> not a fan. So. Like if I have to have like some sort of uh, stir fry. Yeah. I'd rather it on an egg noodle. Right. Than over rice. Hmm. I don't mind the uh, the stir fry on rice. In, in, I mean, I prefer noodle as well. I, I go noodle first. Mm-hmm. Um, but stir fries are okay because they tend to, the um, sauces use to coat the rice and make it a little tastier. I don't mind a fried rice, like a, an Asian or Chinese fried rice. Yeah, I don't like it little, at all. A little tastier. I It all started because uh, my sister-in-law, whenever we would go over to her house when uh, when we were first married, she would make this kind of tomato-based rice dish. It was like just a cheap knockoff of pasta with tomato sauce. Gotcha. And it would just be kind of like a big lump of porridge. Oh. It was just... And and I would I would choke it back because I was trying to be a nice guy. Yeah, this was twenty something Craigie, fifty something Craigie would just say no. I'm not no. Yeah, I've I've already eaten. Thank you. I'm full. Right. Anyhow, beef rice is now a thing. Yeah. I I, I as a kid I consumed copious amounts of white rice, mm. just white rice with like butter on it. Oh really? Yeah. And Evan is one like he you know never really liked pasta. He likes rice. And he'll have rice with everything. Something wrong with you people. Right. Not That's not right. Mm-hmm. Um, a study found great apes tease each other. Hmm. Okay. I would suggest, though, if you run into a great ape, you don't tease it. No. No. Don't mess around. I heard a woman, speaking of animals, I heard a woman, um, Julian Michaels, I think is her name. She's a big yoga Person, Jillian. Jillian. Yes. Uh, She does all sorts. She's big exercise, nutrition, one of these people. This is her world. Anyhow, she's also huge into just like adventure, 
you know, mountain climbing and skydiving and going on safaris and swimming with sharks. Right. And she was saying that uh, with sharks, they will only attack when they feel you having fear of them. So even like horses, like horses can sense supposedly human fear of them. Right. So she said if you're ever in the ocean swimming and you come upon a shark, you are to put your hands out straight like they were your fins, and you are to look the shark directly in the eye, and if it comes towards you and gets close enough to you, you are just to touch its nose and it'll go away. And I thought... <laughs> I'm dead in the water. <laughs> well, first of all, Jillian, you know, just keep looking nice in your yoga pants and leave <laughs> the shark advice to the shark experts because there are a lot of surfers who are just on top of a board who get bitten by sharks and it's not a fear factor for them. Well, she said it's because of murky water. I guess she's done a bunch of uh, like scuba diving and all sorts of stuff and had trainers and uh she said, you know, we fear the sharks, and of course, uh, they are a dangerous uh, animal. But in, in, for the millions of people who go into the ocean year-round, she said, like, only a dozen people actually Oh, of course. The numbers are very small, but Jaws has ruined it. Well, yeah, Jaws did ruin it. But see, I'd, I'd rather believe in somebody like her who's actually had some study than a movie from 1976. Right. Well, I'm, I'm just, I'm not saying Jaws is the be all and end all of research when it comes to sharks. I just mean people are afraid of them yeah. because of that movie. Oh, yeah. No, if I go in the ocean and I see a fin, I'm out of the ocean. Right. I'm, I'm not looking at it in those let's, dead eyes. Come here. Let's stare you in the eyes with my hands out for you to Tappy chomp on. on. Nose. Yeah, no. No, uh, we're good. And mutant wolves in Chernobyl have become resistant to cancer. Oh. Well, there's something. <laughs> okay, if you want to sustain the radiation. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're great. As long as the mutant wolves are fine, <laughs> uh, we can all sleep at night. Rock Mornings with, with Craig, Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.